Take two. Take two. Okay, so we are here, both of us for now. We're gonna try and we're gonna get started right away in case Jacqueline's internet decides to F off again. So um, let's get started. I just I'm jamming every time, every time. It's a good beat. It's a great beat. It's a good new intro. <laughs> my my uh, what do you my amateur video making skills. <laughs> hey, they look pretty good. Hey, all right. Woo! Welcome to Pardon Me, Alex. Ah, uh, the only lumberjack basketball podcast. We are here. We are ready. So let's get started. First thing we were talking about before, before, again, we had a cut off because of internet issues. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we were, we were giving the basketball, not the basketball team, I'm sorry, the football team major props for getting into the playoffs. This is the first time they got into the playoffs since 2014. Um, Coach Carthel is steering the ship in the right direction. We are rowing the boat, babe, into the right direction. And so we are extremely happy for them and uh, very, very proud of all the work that they're doing going from good to great. And so um, we're playing UIW, which is University of McCartan Word, on Saturday the 27th at 2 o'clock. There is, if you haven't checked your email, there's a few emails from Ryan Ivy and SFA Athletics about the game. Uh, obviously, if you can't attend, it'll be on ESPN Plus, but ticket information is coming soon. So just make sure you keep an eye out for emails. And then also, they are trying to paint San Antonio purple as we should. And in that, in that, they are actually planning to do a fan bus. And within the email, I know they're planning on doing a fan bus. So that would include a general admission ticket and a seat on the charter bus going from and returning on Saturday. So easy way to go. We love fan buses. Fan buses are so much fun. They are the only way to travel. Totally. Again, yeah. if you can, if you can go do the fan bus, thank us later. Promise you it is the best decision you will make besides yeah. deciding to attend the game because the package deal, all inclusive. You just show up and get on the bus. They take you. You don't have to worry about driving, parking, getting there, traffic, anything. You get to travel in style with other fans. It's just the best. Hundred percent. I I agree with Jacqueline. I think that the fan bus is a great way to get people to the game. It's all inclusive. You don't have to drive. Literally, you you don't have to drive. That's the best part about it. Like I love driving. I love road trips, but sometimes you just don't want to drive. And so if you someone else can drive for you and you can, you know, drink as many beers as you want and get ready to go. Attend. Oh, he said no. He said no. Not I said no. I said he, no. He said out. He's done. Um, so yeah. Be, just be checking your emails, checking social media for info on the fan bus too. It's in that email that uh let me see if this is from, yeah, it's from SF Athletics specifically. So if you check your inboxes, check your spam. If you haven't seen it yet, uh, make sure that you go and uh, read the information about the fan buses. Okay. So uh, another thing we want to talk about was the Lady Jacks. I don't know if you're paying attention to the Lady Jacks. And if you're not, you friggin' should. They are killing it. They had a little, obviously a little hiccup with Texas A&M the other night, ladies with Gary Blair, you know, A&M actually came out with the win during that game, but 
but it was actually a really close game. It was a good game. Um, and then Lady Jacks came back uh, the other night and just said, you know what? We ain't, we ain't taking this land down and just honestly just slapped poor Arlington Baptist 137 to 46. I mean, absolutely decimated them. 91 point victory. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah, no, well, and uh, some of y'all have already heard me say this, but I'm going to repeat it again for our whole entire thing. But the the worst thing that you, that I, or one of the worst things I feel like you can do when you play a team like that, that you're just so much better than is to just like run them in the ground and try to run the score up. But literally we were not even trying to run the score up. Like every Lady Jack played, every Lady Jack scored, Everyone, we were rotating everyone in and letting everyone make a decent contribution to the game. And like Mm -hmm. that, just how much better we were. Like, oh, we weren't running the score up on them. That was just absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we had multiple people in double digits. I mean, it wasn't like we left all of our starters in the entire game. I mean, just know that it wasn't a shellacking like on purpose. Like, that was just how it went yeah sorry sorry about you abilene not abilene i want to say abilene i don't know why but it's 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 arlington baptist because it says abu i don't know why i don't know why anyway so congrats to the ladies again if you haven't gone out to a lady game or lady lady jack game the next one is coming up at home on the 26th which is the day after thanksgiving uh it's at 6 30 they're playing new mexico lobo so if you haven't been able to go out to a lady jack game highly 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 recommend you doing that because they are so good. I mean, they're ranked. They're top 10. They're, I mean, they're number five in mid-major poll. Like, let's go. They're good. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on and actually talk about the game. So we played Middle Tennessee on November the 19th at 6.30 p.m. A couple cool little things about the game that Jacqueline was going to mention. So take it away, girlfriend. Yeah, so Middle Tennessee is one of the, I think, two colleges that after Cam left us, he Mm -hmm. committed to was going to play for. Um, So for a while, my dad and I were really excited that we thought we were going to see Cam play again. But uh, yeah, we we actually need to check up on him because I I don't the last that we knew he had went to play in Cyprus, but I don't I don't know if he's still there or what's going on with that. I don't I don't know any updates. Do you? I really don't. And I was actually saying that in our first rendition of tonight's podcast was like, I didn't know what the update was with Cam and I wanted to know where he was. Cause like you had said, the originally he was going to middle Tennessee and we were excited to see him play again and come home. Um, But now I have absolutely no idea. I don't know if he's playing here somewhere on like a D league team or if he's playing overseas, I have no idea. Um, So yeah, we definitely need to get an update on that. Oh, we had a fan comment on, from Tony Martinez, I think our our by our guy our friend Tony, I think he's a big friend or a big fan of New Mexico. I think that's I think that's his team. Yeah, he's a he's an Aggie fan. Um, he says Stephanie Fisher had an amazing game. She did. She always always does always does. <laughs> always does. One person on that team or a couple of people on the team, you can always guarantee you're gonna have fantastic game game. Stephanie Fisher, Avery, and Zaya. Like every time. Every time. Absolutely. Um, Cat fans wants to wish us a happy podcast and, or a good podcast. Um, And they posted a gif of dial up speed internet. 
That's apparently that's what we have in Tyler, Texas, folks. Literally, literally downtown Tyler. And that's what we're working with. Despicable. I don't, I don't understand. I know it's just wild. You, I literally was saying in the original podcast option or stream that you literally live like three blocks away from downtown. I don't understand. I don't either. And my cell service here is as well. Like, I don't get it. I don't. Sometimes I will be on a phone conversation in my home and it will like drop the call. And I'm like, thought I moved to a bigger city than Nacogdoches, but Completely. here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Okay. Other things about this game, this was the first game of the Cancun Challenge. So the Cancun Challenge is actually something that's continuing con or you know, continuously going on over the next few days. So the first games of Cancun Challenge were all on the campus sites for all the different schools. Um, and so the next games are actually going to be in Cancun at the Hard Rock Hotel. Cap what is it called? Hard Rock Cafe Hotel. I don't know. Maya something or other. I don't know. We're, we're still salty that we're not there. So that's probably why I forgot what the hotel's name is. But anyway, so they're there now. They traveled yesterday. They made it. They're safe. They're good. They posted a video or two today of their first uh, practice at the hotel. So everything's going good. Their first game, I believe, is Tuesday, right? They're playing Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. And so definitely make sure you guys are uh, tuning into those games. Are They are... We'll talk about it at the end of the podcast, but I believe they're on regular channel, right? They're not like on ESPN2 or ESPN+. Plus. Uh, they're on CBS. CBS. Okay. so Because I put it in there. Yeah. Easier to watch. Easier to watch, especially if you don't have ESPN2 or Plus or know how to use it or whatever it is. Um, you can watch it on regular TV. As as you sh as the la as the Lumberjacks should be on TV. Yeah. They are good enough to be on TV all the time. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. They don't ask our opinion. Um few other things from the game. Jacqueline. Okay. So Derek's family was there. Lots of family. He had a huge group. I mean, probably like 30 something people. Oh. Most of them had on had special shirts, matching shirts they had um, with his name and number on them. Uh, we were so happy to see that he, he got to have that big of a group travel to come see him because he had a huge group. Yeah. I know, I know how it is when you're playing to be able to have a large group of your for friends and family get to come out. So yeah, we were super happy to get to see them there. Um, he had a huge contingent. When I walked in, I walked in and I saw this big old group of just everybody in where we normally sit in white. And I'm like, did I miss a memo? Were we supposed to wear white today? Like I had that moment. I was yeah. like, was today white out? And I just missed it all on social media. Like I had an actual like panic attack moment. I was like, oh, shit. <sighs> <laughs> and I realized that they're all together as a group and I, I okay, good. But it was really sweet. I, I love when players have, you know, their families come up and, you know, obviously to get that many people in from, from Louisiana is not easy. Um, yeah. Hold on. Sean just asked a question. Are we going to, are we going to have a part me Alex watch party stream for Friday? You mean during the girls game? Question mark. Yeah, I'm confused. Please elaborate. Yeah, yeah. Um, while he elaborates, we can continue. Okay. Uh, oh, we had we had drinks during the game from Sean Treadway and from Sean Kennedy. We did. It's always guaranteed that we are going to have something to drink during that game, and it's going to be purple lights every time. 
So again, if you would like to partake and or contribute to our our delinquency of drinking purple lights and supporting Fredonia Brewery, who also supports us with paychecks, um, definitely just send us some some cash, some dough, some dinero on our on our uh, Venmo or our cash apps. <laughs> or if you're at the game, just do what Sean Kennedy did and just literally sent in a um, in a an order through seats and then <laughs> delivered it to us. Literally the, the guy that was delivering the, the, the beer walked down. He, he, you know, he's like, Oh, Hey, you, these are for you. I'm like, wait, I didn't order these. Did I order these by mistake? I'm confused. And he's like, Oh no, they're from, you know, somebody ordered them for you. I was like, Oh shit. Who? He was like, Oh, I don't know. Like some guy over there. And I was like, <laughs> we were like, then we're going to need more than that. <laughs> we more than that Cause we know a lot of guys over there. Let's just be <laughs> that There's guy more- over there. That guy over there. There was many, many, many men on the, that. Sounds horrible, but there's many men on the other side of the of the stadium that know us. So who are they from? And so he's like, "Oh, I think he's over there waving." So we look up, and it's Sean Kennedy. Like, "Hello, it's us." <laughs> so thank you, Sean, for our beer. Sean Kennedy stat section. Thank you very much, sir. Very, very nice. It was very nice. I agree. Um, and then, of course, Jacqueline, you got to see a former student of yours. Yeah, so I had come up here. Oh my God, literally. Uh, oh, Sean, he said, I think I got something mixed up. Ignore. Okay. <laughs> okay. The girls play on Friday, which absolutely go watch them um, in person or online. I don't think because it's Thanksgiving, we'll both have family stuff going on. So I don't know if we'll be able to live stream it, but we maybe down the road, maybe in conference, we can yeah. do that. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, one of one of my former students, Matthew, uh, was at the game and he came over and said hi. So that was nice. And then uh, Matthew, we enjoyed watching him from the other side of the Coliseum and his reactions the whole game. He was cracking us up. He was definitely as into it as we were and doing lots of. <sighs> he did a lot of those. Surrender yeah. Cobra. Y'all who were not, I mean, y'all who were only listening won't. See what I'm doing, obviously, but it was lots of like grabbing his head, wiping his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, under cobra. It was just I was like, I'm feeling all those motions right now. Um, Absolutely. Like every time I looked up, he he was doing some other sort of like crazy arm movement, surrender cobras, like doing the thing. Like he was like, I was like, is he okay? Like he was more animated and upset at things than we were. And I was just like, this poor man, this poor child. Uh, that was his first game of the season. He got to come to in person, so he was yeah. he was pretty excited to be there. But anyway, so there was that. Um, yeah. Okay, then I found out after the fact last was it last night. I was looking up the stats to add mm-hmm. them into our notes for tonight, and um, you know it always lists the three referees' names. Right. Okay, so whenever my dad refereed. The head of his chapter of officials was named Tony Stigliano, and one of the referees was named John Stigliano. And so I was like, uh, Dad, <laughs> uh, do you know who this man is? And he was like, oh, I think it was the shorter bald one, and I think that's Tony's son. And I was like, hmm. I mean, Stigliano is not a very common last name, so I'm sure they have to be related. Not um so yeah, we knew that supposedly the most recent thing was that he was playing in Cyprus, but I I just feel like I haven't seen anything on his Twitter right need um from Cam for those of you just listening, not watching. Yeah, I I do think that Cam 
I, that was the last we heard officially, but I, I haven't yeah. seen any Twitter activity. Me neither. The only Twitter activity that I see from Cam Johnson is his constant going live. Yeah. He constantly goes live about stuff. And I, I don't even know what it is because he just would go live all the time. And I don't know if he was going live about like basketball stuff or I don't even know. I don't even know. Oh, oh it's our favorite homie. Hey, Jose. Solo. So, yeah, I guess I just need to like log in the next live he does and figure out what's going on. Oh, I don't know. It was just weird. It was weird. But anyhow, yeah. Um, so that was that last note. And then my brother, sister in law, Anise came in to Nakano just this weekend for us to do Thanksgiving. So mm -hmm. immediately after the game, had to go home and we did, you know, Thanksgiving with the fam all weekend or whatever. But, um, and I was so like, y'all don't even know, I was just so exhausted yesterday because uh, we kind of stayed up late ch chatting and then I didn't get much sleep and I got up earlier than normal because I needed to run nine miles because I'm trying to half marathon train right now. Jacqueline. And when I'm already having to start, here's the thing, I cannot eat before I run or it's just going to come straight back up. Uh, can't do it. And I'm already starting my run at like 5.30 a.m. Like there's just no, I'm not getting up at like 4 a.m. to try to eat something. So I'm just going to have to eat after the run. I'm going to have to run on an empty stomach. So I get up and do the nine mile run, whatever. And then, uh, so I was just exhausted all day, you know, um, and we go eat Thanksgiving lunch at my grandma's and I immediately like pass out uh, and take like an hour and a half nap. Um, so then we get home later. My brother's like trying to give me grief and talking about how he's tired because apparently my niece woke up in the middle of the night and I'm like, okay, well I got less sleep than you. And I got up and ran nine miles. So like I'm tired too. And I ran it fasted. So it just really wore me out even more. And he misunderstood and thought, I guess that I said I ran it fastest or something. And he was like, oh, so you're going to like flex on us that you ran so hard. That's why you were worn out or you ran the fastest. And I'm like, <laughs> I ran it fasted. Like I ran on an empty stomach. So it wore me out even more. I'm not trying to brag about my speed. I'm telling you I didn't eat. And then I ran nine miles. So I'm tired. Anyway. What a story. <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> Um, well, my night, uh, before we get started talking about the stats and everything, uh, my night, I didn't go to bed until 4 a.m. this morning because I was over at Melissa's house. We were doing a little bonfire out in the country, and I just say I partaked in many, many beverages. So, yeah. That was like a perfect night, though, because it wasn't super cold so like you could comfortably get wow. there like it felt kind well, of right? yeah. and you know me like I don't I, I love the cold so like I don't mind being outside when it's literally like 20 degrees I welcome it <laughs> bring it on baby um and so <laughs> sorry I just read a comment from John today he's like I'm not very tech savvy so any YouTube comments you see from me will show up as Timberwolves youth basketball <laughs> <laughs> Noted. Now we, now we know. Noted. Yeah. What a story. What a story. Um, I'm telling you, what a day we've had. Anyway, so let's get, let's just move on in because I'm, again, I love you guys, but 
we probably, they don't want to hear about our lives. So yeah. We'll hear about basketball. I get it. That's all right. Let's move on. So this was the first time I ever played Middle Tennessee. Um, it is a public university in, <laughs> we try to figure this out during the game. Uh, and I'm, I'm assuming that it is Murfreesboro, but it's spelled M-U-R-F-R-E-E-S-B-O-R-O. Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro, but I'm assuming it's Murfreesboro. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to call my, my folks, my folks in Tennessee, my, my family up in Tennessee and just be like, I need, I need some pronunciation here, please. Um, and we thought Nacogdoches was hard to say. Yeah. So they were founded in 1911 as a normal school. Uh, if you don't know what a normal school is, actually SFA used to be a normal school as well. And the university consists of eight undergraduate colleges, as well as a college of graduate studies. They offer more than 300 degree programs and more than 35 departments. There are the Blue Raiders or what they're called. So Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders are the men's and women's athletic teams, and they participate obviously in NCAA Division I. So uh, they're actually in Conference USA. So just throwing this out there. Um, what's the plan on 12-11? It's a great question, John Treadaway. There you are. You're on Trooper Woods. <laughs> Um, we'll get there in a second. So we'll talk about it in a little bit. There is, uh, there are some plans kind of tentatively in place for, uh, 12-11, the game in Fort Worth versus Liberty. So we'll, we'll get there in a moment. So, um, actually Conference USA is the conference that both, uh, New Mexico State and Sam Houston is moving to. So just small little tidbit information there. Um, so their undergraduate enrollment is actually, well, this was in 2018, 2019, um, but I'm only assuming that it has increased since then, but they have a little bit more than we do at 18,000. I'm sure that's even more now. Um, what was their, what was their last year season? Do you know? Yeah. So last season they were five and 18 overall Oof. and three and 13 in conference. Uh Ooh. So, you know, normally I cover what the big win for last season was and who they beat, but uh, there was no big win. Like, no. they literally won five games. Like, they were not – it was not a good season for them. I don't know what happened. So, I don't, mm. I don't know. Like, I didn't know I didn't know this background info until last night whenever I started putting together the notes. And so, mm. I'm like, no offense, but, like, why were they invited to this tournament? Because go – and listen, they looked a lot – when I read that, I was surprised because that's not what they looked like last night whenever or what uh, Friday night whenever we watched them. Mm -hmm. but, like if I was judging them based off of their last year's season, I wouldn't have put them in any kind of special tournament off three and 13 in conference. I, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. So who knows? Who knows? Maybe that's just um, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they wanted somebody else and nobody else could come. So they just, they were like their plan D invite. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds horrible. I'm sorry, Middle Tennessee. I don't know. Like, who knows? Um, all right. So, game notes, general stuff, starters, the same as last time. Gavin, David, Rati, Calvin, Jalen, um, the, all the I's and N's as per normal. Score, we did win, obviously. Thank you, Jesus. We needed this dub. We needed it. We won 87-74. A little bit closer than what we wanted it to be, wanted it to be, and a little bit closer than it should have been towards the end there. But we'll talk more about that when we get down to the the you know the um, the grievances. Um, <clears throat> 
Attendance listed 1901. Actually, I feel like that's probably closer to what it was. Yeah. That seems about right. So um, I will say I have a couple notes about attendance that I'll bring up when we get down to the feats of strength and to the earring grievances. Um, and then Russell was back, but he was not dressed out. So I'm glad Russell's back. And then, of course, uh, Jules was back dressed out because last game he was in regular clothes and then, you know, et cetera. Now he was back. Uh, so heading over to the standings, WAC standings, California Baptist is leading the WAC at the moment. Four and O, they've, I don't even really honestly know who all they've played, but they are four and O. Grand Canyon has only played three games. They've won them all. New Mexico State has one loss. Seattle U has one loss along with us in Utah Valley. Um, and then Chicago State and Sam Houston, UT Rio Grande are all at two and two. Abilene Christian finally won one, and they're at one and two. Dixie State at one and three. Tarleton one and three, and Port Lamar at one and four. So that is what the current standings are in the WAC. Um, kind of shocked at the uh, that Abilene again. Abilene Christian they've only won one game, but I think who they played though has has been pretty pretty hard. They did play Kansas, and they played as somebody I can't remember else who they played, but. It's oh, Abilene played Kansas too. I, I knew Tarleton played them, but I didn't. Oh, know I'm sorry. That's right. It, Tarleton has played Kansas. Okay. Tarleton played Kansas. Uh, it was they played uh, Utah and A and M. That's who it was. Um, and then they won against UTA. And so that's where that's coming from. Let me go back up to California Baptist. Let me see who they've played real fast, just to see, in for context purposes. So they played San Francisco State. Won that. Played Mississippi Valley State, won that one. Played Jackson State, won that one. And then they played San Jose State and, of course, won that one as well. Um, yeah, not not quite sure. I know a couple of those are Division One. I'm not sure about the others. I'd have to do yeah. some double-checking on those. So um, that's not bad. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. These are, I mean, these are at least teams that recognize. And then Grand Canyon, they've played um, Grambling, won that. Northern uh, North Florida, but they're from Phoenix, Arizona. I don't understand that. And then they've also won against Prairie View A and M. Their next game is versus Wyoming. So, see how that goes. See how that goes. Anyway, take it away, girlfriend. All right, Sean Kennedy's stat section. So we we were we were better on some things uh, than. Thus far, uh, our field goal percentage overall was 50.9. Our three-point percentage, 55.6, which is pretty darn good. Um, the first half, our three-point percentage was 33.3, but the second half, it was 66%. So we really picked up three-pointers in the in the second half. Uh, John Treadaway says last game was during the Cowboys game. Could be a reason for poor attendance. Uh, Friday? I, yes, no. Friday? Mm -hmm. Oh, was he talking about the one before Friday's game? I'm assuming maybe a Thursday game or it was Sunday game. I don't know. I, be more specific, John. I don't, I don't watch the Cowboys because I'm not a Cowboy fan. And I was going to say, you're not wrong, but also at the same time, not everybody's a, not everybody's a Cowboy fan. So... Oh, we did play on – okay, the game before that one was on Sunday. I had to think about that for a minute. Yeah, like we did have a Sunday game, and it may have during, been during the Cowboys game, but I just, again, mean to tell me all 
all the students who are living on campus are all cowboys. I mean, like, eh. who knows? Um, okay, so 55.6 on three point percentage. Our free throw percentage was much better at 75%. But listen, y'all, holy cow, that kid on their team that whenever uh, the first time we heckled him and he made both, and we were like, well, Josh is going to make his free throws. He was 14 of 14 from the three point line. Yeah, I figured. I figured he was he was 100%. Like, not one single miss. Um, Lights out. Points off turnovers, we had 25. Second chance points, we had 15. Fast break points, we had 19. Bench points, we also had 19. Um, total rebounds, we had 40. We had 15 offensive and 25 defensive, which crazy blew them out of the water because their rebounds were 27. Mm-hmm. Um, fouls, we had 27 and whenever I uh, kind of had, uh, whenever I looked up the stats, I had to kind of piece this together because there was one point during the game when Rati, uh, came down to shoot technical shots and we were all kind of like, what happened? We missed it. Don't really know what happened. Um, so two players on their team got a technical foul and Calvin got a technical foul. So apparently all of that happened at once probably just some kind of like talking, whatever. Um, and so it washed to just us getting the, the technical foul shots. Um, we had 19 turnovers. We forced 21 turnovers. We mm-hmm. had nine steals. We had only one block. Um, our game leader was our Pilgrim's Pride player of the game was David. Uh, he had 19 points, three, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. And I don't think that he scored at all the first half. I don't think he scored until the second half. I don't um, think so either. Yeah. So all of that was literally like second half coming uh, coming together. Now we got a new little attendee. McGonagall, I don't think, has ever gotten up here while we've been recording. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Crazy cat lady returns. If y'all are not watching the live feed, you're really missing out, especially if you like cats because they're so funny. Um, okay. So then Gavin had 16 points, four rebounds, two assists. Rati and Calvin each had 13 points. Um, Rati had six rebounds, three assists, one steal. And Calvin had seven rebounds, one block, two steals. Um, so all, all pretty good there. Yeah, I mean, I I love the fact that we did so much better in our free throws. I mean, that's pretty much moving straight into um, our feats of strength. And so love the free throw stat. The fact we had multiple players in double digits. Uh, We had obviously uh, those four that you mentioned um, were the only four in double digits. But uh, Jalen wasn't too far behind. He had seven points um, and four rebounds. He had four um, assists. He had uh, three steals as well. And so um, played really, really well. 100%. I'm not even kidding. I Honestly, I felt like we were watching a completely different team on the court on, on Friday. Like a completely different team. In a good way. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know where this just invigoration or this, you know, Maybe maybe that loss to the Jackrabbits really kind of like sparked something and maybe made some like connections in their brain on on some things. But I really feel like I'm not I'm not gonna call it like a a complete like game. It was it was way better 
way, way better in a lot of the areas. Um, but there were still some, which we will talk about in the grievances. There were still some areas where we just are not, are not doing as well as we absolutely can be doing. And it's kind of uh, frustrating, obviously for us on that end of that things. And so, um, um, no oh shit! <laughs> it's playing. No, we're not ready for that yet. Calm down. Calm Jerry, down. Jerry Stiller was ready. Jerry Stiller was ready, but we weren't ready for Jerry Stiller. Um, so another thing, like I said, completely different team on the court in a good way. I was very, very impressed with uh, the offense on both sides of the ball. I mean, just both sides of the ball offense. You know, defense were just playing a lot better than they have been the first three games. Um, very, very, very good. Um, okay, yeah. So he was talking about the Jackrabbit game. Yeah. Okay, so it was during a basketball or during the football game, which I understand. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, the attendance did suck. But again, like you have the calendar, you know exactly when we're playing. You have the tickets. Like, and if it turns out it's during a, a Cowboys game, oh well, record the Cowboys game. <laughs> Do what my mom does. Record the games. Watch them later. I mean, that that's my two cents on that. Um, I will say at this game versus Middle Tennessee, I will say that that there was a lot better student attendance. Um, and there was actually a good chunk of them sitting in the student section. So we're, we're getting there. It's, it's getting there. The only thing we need to work on now is getting them up, cheering, you know what I mean, and, and wearing purple. You know? Yeah. And, you know, I was actually surprised, too. I figured we would have slim to none on student attendance. Agreed. We're go because I don't even know, is SFA even having classes this week? Nope. I didn't think so. So, I mean, most They're of them. the entire week, Jacqueline. Yeah. Yeah. So I was honestly thinking because it being, you know, literally leading into Thanksgiving break, they have the whole week off. I mean, they literally have from if you don't have classes Friday from Friday until the, the 29th off to be fair. And so sometimes students were like, all right, well, I'm gone. Peace out. And so I'm sure some of them did, but I was again, really shocked that we had as many students in there as we, as we did way more than Sunday. So if y'all weren't there or watching or couldn't see the, the student attendance, there was way more students there than there were on Sunday, bigger crowd. Again, very good. Two thumbs up. Doing well there. Just, just need to work on a getting them to cheer <laughs> and you know yell things and be be heckling and doing the things that student sections are supposed to do. Uh, wearing purple too. That, that obviously that's a big part of it. Just yeah. throwing that out there. Um, dorms normally kick people out by ten a.m. on Saturday though. That is true. That is very true. I don't know when they were supposed to be out of there for Thanksgiving break. I have, I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. Um, but maybe it's possible that a lot of those people that were there live off campus. Don't know. Don't well, know. they still could have come, even if they were kicked out 10 a.m. on Saturday, they could have come to the Friday night game. That's why we're saying we're surprised there were so many there. Yeah. But um, yeah, they were, they could still come. Anyways. Wow. Um, Another note I had was I, I not saying I don't like the other coaches. I, I do. I love them. I think we needed to get to know them more. Love Tanner. Uh, need to talk to 
to, you know, to Tony and Delonte Moore. Uh, but I can just tell you what I'm visually seeing on the court during the game. And there were multiple times during the, during the game on, on Friday where Tony would get up, talk to almost every single player on the bench. He'd go down the row. He'd give them high fives, encouragement, pats on the back. I just, I love the way that he, I love how he does that. Like, I think that's a really cool part and aspect of being like a player's coach. And I, I really like, I really like that about him, that he does that. Um, I, I get, he's the only person I've seen like actually do that so far. So I don't know. I mean, maybe the other guys do it too. I don't know what their coaching style is, but like, that's just something that I noticed that Tony was doing. And I was like, man, I, I love that. I love that. So that's, that's a, Two thumbs up for me about Tony. Yeah, no, and you're right. That's a really good thing to highlight because, I mean, we're we're only seeing these coaches during the game. So, like, mm-hmm. who knows what all the other coaches are doing during practice and behind the scenes that's their, like, strength and style. But mm-hmm. we're just saying that we saw that during the game, and I, I think that's great because, yeah, mm-hmm. there are, like, certain coaches who their style is more to connect with you during practice and the prep. And then – yeah. Some coaches are better during the actual game to like reassure you or try to get a feel and a read for like, you know, how, how you're feeling yeah. as a player during the game and kind of what, what direction they need to give you or pump you up to, to really maximize your success. So that that's cool. Oh, yeah. Agreed. And that's, and again, like who knows what the other coaches do during the games or practice or what they say to each other, but, or say to the players, but just visually, that's what I saw. And I was like, also big, 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 big shout out to our favorite guy on, well, one of our favorite guys on the bench, freaking Cody. Yeah. Our conditioning coach is an absolute insane asylum. He is. The last game I said, literally there is no one else on that entire bench. And I, I'm, I'm not downplaying anybody because they all get hyped and engaged. They really do. But literally, Cody has just the most energy I've ever seen out of anyone on the bench. And it's like, ever. also, not downplaying what he does, but he's the strength and conditioning coach, which is a huge part of preparing the guys for the game. But it's it's kind of the least connected to what's actually happening in the game. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. And, yes. And because – during the game, his prep work is our his prep work and coaching is really already done. Right, um, he's not coaching anyone on how to like bicep curl during the game, but he gets so live on like live, just encouraging them, and I think that is so wonderful and impactful because. I mean, that's that's his role during the game. He's he's not there to tell them how to run plays or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think since he connect, I think that shows that he connects with them so well on the strength and conditioning part that he's like, now I just these are my dudes and I've like prepared mm-hmm. them for battle physically. So now I'm going to like encourage them as much as I can. And he gets into it. He is the first one off the bench at every time out, every media. He is the first one. And he, I mean, and after like, say, for example, like a big like dunk or something, an amazing play, a steal, a layup, and then there's an immediate timeout or something from the other team or media or whatever it may be. He is the first dude off that bench, like charging. Like if you ever watch a game, if you ever watch a game, go back and watch, you know, all the other games we played, like the Duke game, LSU. I mean, all these games, he is the first guy off the bench, like literally running after the guy who just scored or whoever. Yeah. Bear hug, like high five. Like, he is the most animated dude. And shout out to him, Cody. I know you probably don't listen to us, but 
you crack me up too. You, we, we, we see it and it is, it is, we see, you. We see you worthy of mentioning. So, oh, 100%. so props to Cody. Uh, another feat of strength. I just, I have to say this and I don't know if, if a lot of people realize this again, if you're just a casual fan, you may not really, you know, know a lot about the team. And we went over all this, obviously, whenever we were doing our preseason podcast, but I would just like to say, I would like to remind you that Day Hall, freshman. JJP, Jalen Jackson Posey, redshirt freshman. Okay. Trell, Latrell Jossel, sophomore. These dudes are so good. I am just absolutely shooketh with how good these guys are. Dede is a freshman and he's coming off the bench like a seasoned vet. Yeah. Holy really? You know what I mean? Like he has played literally four games at collegiate level, four games so far. And he gave first game came off the bench and he was playing and he I was like, holy shit. Well, I think he did play a little bit at another college before he came to us. He did? I think. Hold on. He's, a, he's a freshman. I think he just. Yeah, but everyone got an extra year of eligibility because of COVID. I, th I think he did play at a college for a little bit. Hold on. Let me look. Let okay. Because I was like, I don't remember. I thought he was a true freshman. Just. I don't think so. Okay. Well, you can go back and check. But still, regardless. It says East Tennessee State, so he did he did play a little bit collegiate. All right, well, whatever. Let, let me retract my statement. He played a little bit of collegiate ball, but Jesus God, he's still a freshman. Yeah, yeah. Well, that comment still stands. It does. It does. He's he's so good, like so good. I I feel like I'm out there watching a senior play. Is what I'm like. He I feel like he has you know just from looking at him, I feel like he's been freaking doing this for forever. So good. And Trell, oh my God. I, that's my dog. Like, Day Day's my dog, but Trell's my dog. Like, yeah, he's very good. Um, he, he's so good on both sides of the ball. I just, I cannot. Like, I'm hoping and praying that he is our dude when it comes to like outside shooting and stuff. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Praying he's our dude. Um, yeah. Anyway, so those are, those are my, those are mine. I know you had a couple comments to make as well. Yeah, I don't, I don't have much more beyond that um, besides, okay, so the last podcast I said, Gavin just makes the shit too complicated sometimes when he tries to take it in. And he really, I'm going to brag because I know he doesn't even listen to this, but maybe by like osmosis somehow it seeped in his brain that I was saying that because he really made like a lot of great, just like easy, simple moves to the bucket and delivered on every single one. Um, so I was very happy to see that. And I was very happy that everyone got to play, um, especially Derek, since all of his friends and family were there, because of course, of course, the coaches have a job to do here and that's when, and you know, not everyone is going to get to play every game, but you know, it's natural whenever a, a kid's friends and family get to travel for a game that you just really, really hope. And I get probably too emotionally invested that I want them to get to play. And, I'll, I'll dive more into this on the airing of grievances, but um, uh, John says, love trail shot and day day's defense. Yes, we do too. Yes. Um, yeah. But uh, I felt yeah. like we had the capacity to 
get a better lead and hold on to it for longer to where some of our guys should have gotten more playing time than they did at the end. So I wasn't real happy with that, but I am happy that they at least everyone got to play. So, yeah. And, and here's the thing and that'll, we can kind of go into our grievances and uh, let me, let me play our, our, our show here, our, our little, our little lead in. And then we'll, we'll talk more about this. Cause I agree with that. Um, Gens with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. You're only going to hear about them. So I don't have many, but I'll, I'll use that to segue into my thing. So Go ahead. my point was, first of all, we got a very slow start on this game, and they were leading us 5 nothing. Mm-hmm. And we finally get into it. And, well, we did look better than we have thus far. I just felt like there were a lot of inconsistent moments where, like, we'd get a great lead, and then we'd let them back in. We'd right. get a great lead, and I'd be like, if we can just put four or five more points on the board – you know, we can let some of these other dudes have a chance to play who are still new and trying to get playing time. And then we'd have like three shot clock violations in a row. And I was just like, why can't it was just inconsistent. Literally, we had five total shot clock violations. Rati had three of them had the ball when the shot clock violation happened on three of them. Two of them were two possessions consecutively in a row. And I was just like, for the love of God, if we can't get it together and get up on this team like we should be so that, you know, these other guys can play, like it was really stressing me out. And that was my only main complaint with the whole entire game on our playing. No, but I agree with you on that. And I I just don't get it. I I don't, I don't get shot clock. I, I don't like, I'm sorry. Like I know sometimes you're so caught up in the game and it's it's hard, but you literally have an entire bench, an entire crowd, like literally yelling. Literally yelling. Well, and it's 30 yeah, seconds. Seven, eight, seven, six. Hmm? It's seconds every time. Like the time frame does not change. And so like I just don't right. get how you don't like get used to the feel of how long it is, or just, you know, simply communicate uh amongst yourselves. So that when it's like coming down and whoever's running the guard should be the one leading that charge saying, you know, like to be watching the play. And if the play is not operating, then be like, Hey guys, we got 10 seconds. We need to like get it to somebody like, yeah, got it. You, you gotta be the, you gotta be the stage manager to like call the, call the shots here and decide what's happening next. So I just don't understand. Yeah. I don't, I, I'm with you. I just don't like, especially when it happens consecutively a, and I'm sorry, Rati, like it's, it's consistently you. If <laughs> your senior got the ball on a shot clock violation, I'm just like, man, come on, you, sh- you above anyone else should. Uh, that's my, that's my grievance. Sorry. That, that is my main grievance too. And again, like, that's why I, I don't want to say that this was a complete game. I don't because that, it, that right there, that and, and the couple backdoor cuts that we saw as well, uh, yet again, just completely missing them, falling asleep on defense with the backdoor cuts, but the shot clock violations, like that is so frustrating. I'm sure it's probably frustrating for yourself and then also frustrating for the, for the coaches and the rest of the team. But I mean, good God almighty. I just don't understand. Well, and here's the thing. Both of those grievances could be, severely mitigated. David did play lights out. He yeah, did. Agreed. That is correct. Um, agreed. Both of those backdoor 
and shot clock violation can be vastly mitigated through simple communication. Yes. Shot clock violation, someone, i.e. the point guard, should be communicating and, you know, watching. And if the play is not going, then like call something else or give your teammates cues that, hey, I'm passing you the ball and you got to be the one to take the shot. Like you've got to take it because there's three seconds left and not have them like, uh, uh, don't know what to do. Oh, okay. Just well, no, take the shot. You know, like just take yeah. the freaking shot. And the back door, again, we've talked about it so many times that it literally like exhausts me to explain it again. But like we play very over on our defense. So there are going to be a lot of times that players have to switch and you've got to call the switch so that you're your teammate knows that they're now playing help defense and have the backside. If you don't communicate on that, that's how they get the straight into the back door. So I just like both of those can be easily mitigated through some more communication and it's the beginning of the season. So I know they're all still kind of getting to know each other and get the flow, but completely, absolutely. You know, it's, it's stuff like that, that we just have to clean up on, especially by the time we get to playing Kansas and then of course move into, into conference. I mean, they're yeah. going to run all over us, man. If we can't guard the darn basket. Definitely. Just facts. It's it's going to be an absolute slaughter massacre. If we can't guard the basket, you can't, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's going to be balls. Um, Okay, so backdoor cuts we talked about. We talked about the inconsistency, especially of the damn shot clock violations are just boom. Another thing I noted was, um, you know, in the past, we'd always used to say during our during our podcast, like, hey, guys, we're a second half team. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll pick it up in the second half. It'll be fine. Oh, we're only down by a few. We'll pick it up in the second half. I don't know what the heck happened between last season and this season. I think, like, we've totally, like, 180 it and now we're a first half team <laughs> i just don't get it. yeah we're like jumping out there <laughs> we played lights out first half you know for the literally for the first time <laughs> we're doing great getting good leads great come out of the halftime where you're supposed to make corrections but i feel like they're making the corrections in the opposite direction um or they talk about corrections but nobody's executing those right corrections. you know what i mean and so it, it's just very frustrating when we used to be a second half team and, you know, normally they would come out of half and I'm like, I have like a weight out of my shoulders. I'm like, okay, we have a 10, 15 point lead. <sighs> We're good. Cause we can keep the lead. What happened? I don't get it. I feel like we've reverted back to a first half team. And then for some reason in the second half, we lose all juice, all energy. And it's just down the poop shoot. Yeah. Somebody explain this, please. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I feel like if we have a 15, if, no matter how much of a lead we have, uh, a, we should keep the lead. Um, if it's a 15-point lead, like, we need to continue building upon, you know. Yeah, it was better to be a second-half team. Absolutely. Yeah. Can we get back to that is the thing. Like, that's what I'm wanting. That's what I want. Like, that is my grievance. The fact that we used to be, I don't know what happened. We've been definitely a first-half team, and we build this lead. But then yet at the same time, the second half, they just don't show up. I feel like they fall asleep. There's no energy. I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm confused as well that I'd rather them be a, a second half team. Like that's what we were used to. And I'm just like, okay, like, don't worry. We're going to come out of the, out of the shoot, just absolute on fire. Second half. They've made the corrections. Woo. Don't worry about it. But I kind of, we have to worry about it. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't like worrying about it, but damn it. We're going to have to worry about it. That's far. 
Anyway, um, other grievances. Okay, I'm gonna try to say this without. Let me, hold on. Let me let me just back up. Foul trouble. I wrote this down. Foul trouble. Calvin, I know. I just. I know that. I know. I know that you are aggressive. <laughs> I know this, but we can't have you fouling out all yeah. the time. You can't. And one of those was a technical, and here's the thing: like, do this, bud. Every once in a while, someone's gonna get a technical. Sometimes it's. I mean, we would prefer you to not, obviously, but sometimes it's unavoidable. But especially if you're gonna, if you're gonna be putting yourself near the five foul mark every game already then you really can't afford to get a technical because, you know, you're, you're already very, very close. So. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't really, the, I mean, he was obviously he fouled out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last game, Jalen fouled out. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Gavin had four fouls. Uh, Rocky had three fouls. Jalen had three fouls. They had four. They, they had four fouls. Not and then had three. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't like that. It's too early for that. No. What are we doing? What are we doing? Um, John, yeah, Sean saying, feel like in the second half, since we have the lead, we do different sets of players that aren't common. Then we use, lose the sink. We put together who he says that then we put all the people who belong together. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I don't know though, because I'm going to be honest. I've said it before. I, I've failed to try to understand Keller's like substitute substitution and rotation methods because I just I just there's no figuring out it's like a it's like a fucking Rubik's cube so, there's no figuring out but that's it I mean maybe <laughs> it's a nice thought but who knows yeah, I mean that's it's a possibility it's a theory I don't I, I don't think we'll ever understand and here's a here I'm gonna throw out this question to everybody listening whether you're listening live or gonna be listening later if you have figured out Coach Keller's rotation. Holler at your girls because we would like the play-by-play breakdown of this because we still don't get it. After how many years this man has been our coach, we still don't get the rotation. You sit a guy who's hot, and then you bring in a dude who's not? There's, there's, I'm sure there's a method to the madness, and we we could even agree to disagree, but we we have not figured it out yet. And maybe we're not supposed to. Maybe there is no method. Maybe well, that's what. I, and then I told Jacqueline this the other day at the game. I was like, "Listen, maybe he does this erratic rotation, switching of people out, in, out, whatever, just to confuse the other team." I don't know. Maybe, but in the process, it's confusing. To us. <laughs> nope, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Two things. Two things, and then we will move on to the end of said podcast. Two things that I'm going to kind of rant over. I hope everybody's ready, and those who are listening, you're, I'm sorry in advance for this. Because no, um, I have an interesting jump into one of them, so go ahead. Which one? Though? The officiating one. Oh, okay. Everyone can be shocked that I'm going to jump into dog and official. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll start there then. So, if you sign up to be a division one, any, any, any official, I don't care what level, I don't care if you're a high school, I don't care if you're college, I don't care if you're pro, I don't care. If you sign up that say, yes, I want to be an official, okay, you are going to have to have thicker skin, my friend. 
man, women, I don't care. Thicker skin. You gotta. Because first things first, just to preface this, Jacqueline and I said nothing derogatory, nothing rude. We didn't curse. We didn't say anything. All I asked was a humble request that, and it was actually a compliment. It was, I said, thank you for the flop warning on the other team. Can we get some more, sh- can we get some more calls down here under our basket? That is literally word for word. What I said verbatim to the ref for once I didn't curse. I didn't say anything rude or derogatory. All I said was thanks for the flop warning over here. Can we get some more shot, some more calls over here? That's literally all I said. This ref had the audacity to give me side eye and a resting bitch face. Like, how dare you speak to me, you commenter? Like, it was a long side eye and glare when he has a job that he's getting paid well to do. Like, trust me, I know these referees get get paid pretty well for their uh, night. Um, and I'll echo everything she said, because at the beginning of every game, it says, please respect the referees. Don't use any cursing or foul language or whatever. Yeah. We don't curse at the refs. We don't make any personal attacks. We don't say anything of that nature, but I may curse them under my breath, but I'm not going to say it. Yeah. When you are an official and we don't even heckle them. Like we, we heckle the players far more than. I yell at my own. I yell at my only dude. My dude's two feet away. Then I'm gonna yell at the ref, like because yeah. norm- normally they're the one that fucked up. And the thing is, I mean, when you are an official, honestly, and I say this coming from again, I can say it again, an official's daughter, my father, referee, Division One NCAA basketball. Uh, you're not. You're not supposed to get ruffled. Or interact with the fans. Literally, no. if, they, if they say or do something that's like interfering with the game or cursing or just completely out of line, then you remove them or whatever you need to do and you go on with your job. Like you are not, that is not part of your job. You are not supposed to get ruffled by them or engage or anything. And so, number one, literally, literally me and my brother and my cousin used to go to my dad and my uncle's games when they would referee together and sit on the front row and heckle them the entire game for fun. Like that was the <laughs> highlight of our night was to get to go. To Richard was so, so happy for that. We never knew or cared. We had no stake in the game. We didn't know the teams who were playing. So we would go and like heckle our dads and just try to give them grief because it was funny. Like, They're not supposed to pay attention to that. And afterwards we would be like, oh, did y'all hear us? We were so funny. Ha ha. And they would not even like have paid the first mind to us. Like didn't even notice we were there. Yeah. So this man, first of all, gives, gives the ridiculous long side eye because we literally were like, Hey, can you call some more fouls on this end? Like we didn't call him a zebra. We didn't tell him, do you need to Yeah, I didn't even call him a zebra. I normally yell, hey, see, I normally call him zebras or footlocker refs. I, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of put downs that people say in games. You need to borrow the glasses. Can my you- mom, my mom was worse than I was. She did the glasses bit. She told me after the game, she goes, I, I threw my glasses out saying if he needed glasses. And I was like, I didn't even say that. And we didn't do any of that. And the people who sit in the floor seats on mm-hmm. the sideline side of the court, mm-hmm. com- apparently, com- and listen, I don't know exactly what they said. 
but I'm assuming they did not curse. I know that they did complain about one of the calls and that he asked them, do y'all still want to sit in these seats? Like insinuating that I guess he was going to remove them. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. And so anyway, uh, I had to bring all of this up to my dad whenever we got home. And he said that he has seen that referee multiple times on TV. And so he was like, I, it almost gives me the feeling that he like felt like he was too big to referee that game. And I said, well, then you know what? He shouldn't have refereed that game. He's just thinking he's too big for his britches. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's my unique insight of backstory on that. Well, excuse me, white haired ref. I'm so sorry that you had to, you know, come down with the peasants in Nacogdoches and ref, you know, uh, mid-major basketball. <laughs> Boo-hoo. But listen, if he's ever refereed a Texas Tech game, I'm sure he's seen and heard far worse. So thank you. Just saying. Thank you. I have, we have no idea what, what the people on the, on the floor said or didn't say to him for him, right. for them to elicit that response. But regard, I mean, Y'all, y'all want to continue sitting here? But judging off of our interaction, it probably didn't take much. No, like give me that's, again. That's all we're saying. Goes back to my original comment, and that'll be the last thing I say. If you're going to be a ref at any level, I don't care if it's pee wee football with five year olds or if it's pro football and pro basketball, I don't care. You got to have thick skin. You got to just tune that stuff out. Just tune it out. Because as I've said before, that's half of the enjoyment of the sport for some people who come to these games is to complain about the referees. I mean, some people, that's all they do the whole game and it's nothing I e. personal. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not, it's not your hype and you're emotional about your team mm-hmm. and not everyone can see everything. They are human. They are going to miss things. So of course you're going to complain. Of course. Mm-hmm. That it's 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 human nature to complain. That's what we do. That's what and that's what and we're going to continue to do. Sorry about your refs. So if you're coming into the sawmill, just know if you're going to call a crappy call, if you're going to make some mistakes on the court, you're going to get called on it and you're just going to have to let it go one ear out the other. Unless someone's being derogatory or going above and beyond, that's one thing. But if we're going to call you on it, just get, just get over it, my friend. Just get over it. Okay. Last little rant, and then we will move on. Community. This goes out to you. Last time we did this podcast, we were bitching about the students and their attendance. And guess what? And guess what? We asked for some statistics because we wanted to make sure that what we were saying was actual fact. Like, just not just going to, you know, yeah. make shit up. Checked. We fact checked since we went on a little rant. Mm-hmm. Okay. So currently the student attendance is trending higher at both basketball and football compared to what it was in 2018, 2019. So this was pre COVID. And then of course, 1920 COVID or beginnings of COVID end of COVID technically. Okay. They're just not sitting in the same section. And I get that. So that's one thing that needs to be worked on is the fact that we need to try and encourage students to go sit in the student section. Okay, we can't force them, obviously. You and can't as long as they're there, then that's you're the there. hurdle. Wonderful. We love that you're there. Continue coming. We would just prefer it if you would go and sit 
over in the student section. That way it is a bigger presence in student environment. Great about it. Okay. Truth be told, it's the community that is not showing up. Here's the thing. They're selling more tickets than they ever have for football and basketball so far. So this is the stats that we got. They're selling more tickets than ever before. It's just people aren't taking those tickets and actually coming to the games. So you're buying tickets and then you're not coming. Riddle me that. Because again, reminder, the students get in free. They don't have to buy tickets. So the students are not contributing in any form or fashion to rev ticket revenue at all. So the, the ticket sales are community members. Yeah, exactly. So here's my so here's my big complaint. Buying them but not coming. Here's here's the big grievance is the fact that you are buying tickets and then you're not coming. Here's I get if you're still weary about coming to the games because of COVID and, and health safety things. I get that. Believe me, I do. My parents are in their 70s, but they still come to the games. Okay, but but they're very, you know, weary about it. And if they feel uncomfortable, they're gonna throw their mask on. That's fine. Whatever you want to do. And I understand if you want to buy tickets because you want to help out the team. You want to support the team monetarily. You do that by buying tickets. Love it. Love but if it. you have no plans on going, give those tickets away. Because there are tons of community people. We see them complaining in various forums. Not going to just talk on Facebook, various platforms like that. that the I'm sure they're all on the sawmill, too. The tickets are too expensive or this or that or the other. So, Kim, like Alex said, if, if you're... Still a little weary on coming, uncomfortable, and you, you know, you can't take whatever steps necessary to feel comfortable in coming. You still want to monetarily support. Wonderful. But, you know, reach out and find people who would really love to come to the game and maybe can't afford it or don't buy season tickets or whatever. I mean, exactly. Especially with the mobile delivery, it is so easy to transfer. Well, you don't even have to interact with the person you're giving them to. You don't have to see them at all. No. You just have to email the tickets. It's so it's so easy. And again, this this grievance isn't out going out to everybody, you know, who has season tickets who don't show up all the time. Because I, there's a lot of people who have season tickets and they can't always come. But those are the people that I always see on Twitter and Facebook asking Definitely. people to give yeah. to give their tickets away. You know what I mean? And there are plenty of people who we see, like Peyton does it all the time. You know, if they can't make a game, they'll give their tickets away. He just did it for the girls' game. Um, Amber Wagner, they'll, they'll do the she, every, same thing every single time. Um, Sean says, Gil said I was guilty of that in my years as Faye, but I always sat behind the away bench. And that's fine. But like, there were times, there were times, and there were two different, for a while there, there were two different like sections. There was the student section, like Purple Haze section, and then there was like a heckler section. And so, I mean, as long as you were behind the bench and you were cheering and heckling and like doing what students do, yes, love it. Continue doing that. Okay. Um, John said, yeah, season ticket holder here, three and a half hours each way. He comes, he's travels farther than you when he makes it. And again, just, I mean, just our last point on that is it, it is great to, there are many ways to support the team and monetarily supporting them through buying tickets is a great way to support Perfect them. Way. Love but it. Also another great way to support them is by having actual bodies in the stands because these guys don't know that X number of seats were paid for and that that's monetary support. They're just looking out there and seeing empty stands. Correct. And you've ever heard Ryan speak about it. That's one of his points of support is he's like, you know, here are the different things that you can, each one is equally important. 
but we're, we're just speaking on that, this particular one because it's lagging right now. But he says there's nothing better as a student athlete than playing in front of a crowd. And there's nothing more disheartening than playing in front of an empty stadium because it is. These guys put in a lot of time and a lot of effort. And it really mean a lot to them to see people show up and physically support them. So if you are monetarily buying tickets and you do not feel comfortable coming or you can't come or whatever, then thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the monetary support. But please, if you can't come try to reach out and there are multiple, I'm sure that if you posted a Nacogdoches talk on Facebook and said, I have two tickets easily, you would have someone snap them up and say, yeah, you know, I can't afford. Yep. John, happy to give you John. Thank you, John. Exactly. Go to the games, been wanting to take my kids. I would love to do that. There you go. Love that. And John, anytime you have tickets, you can't, you can't use, you can't make a game. Just put it on, put it on Twitter, put it on whatever social media platforms. We'll share it. We'll make sure people get to get to know that there's tickets available. Um, We do that for everybody. So I, 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 that's, that's the, that's a big grievance. So, fact of the matter is, is that student numbers are up and they're trending the same way. And again, we're not even in conference yet. We're not even in conference yet. Okay. So if you're bitching and complaining that, oh, uh, well, where's all the marketing? Where's all the cram the coliseums and all this stuff that doesn't happen until conference anyway, (laughs) go back and look at all the freaking posters for cram the coliseum. They were for conference games. It was for when we played Sam Houston, when we played Lamar, when we were playing, you know, UIW, like when we were playing conference games in Southland. Not the games before Christmas. Like, I'm sorry. That's right. just facts. That's just and, and to add on, we didn't do any kind of extra events last season because, reminder, Ooh. COVID, we couldn't even have full attendance. Like, we literally were limited to, like, 30% capacity or whatever. So, we dang sure could not have any events. I mean, come on. Couldn't. Couldn't. So, Moral of the story is, is that if you have tickets and you can't come, give them away. And if you have tickets and you plan on going, actually go. Just actually go. Why buy tickets if you don't go or give them away? I just don't understand. That makes no sense at all. 100%. Very frustrating. Okay. Um, And then the next thing that we're going to talk about is our, oh, wait, we had a question from, I remember from John. He wanted to ask, uh, what about the goaltend? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't actually know what they eventually called on that. I don't think they called any. I don't know what, but they remember the kid, he stuck his hand up. He had his hand yeah. on the net. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't call it. Well, I think they stopped and deliberated for a while, but I don't remember. They what did. They but they didn't, yeah, they, but there was no goaltend call. They deliberated, they stopped, they looked at it, and then they didn't call anything. I tried to watch the game back before we started this, but. You know, all the buffering does not make it easy to keep up with what's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it should have been a goaltend. I can't. Up, I was still very upset that they did not call it a goaltend. Um, and then there was there was a few other things that uh, there was a few charges that they called that were definitely not charges um, on our end specifically. Um, it was just. White haired ref can honestly long walk, short pier. Anyway. I was just, I was so confused with how involved he got with all of that. And that was just mind blowing to me. 
It was. It was ridiculous. It really was. I just listen. listen this is my absolute hot take, but I feel like if, if you're a big enough ref to be on TV, I just don't feel like it's professional to be that effective. Like I just don't even. I don't know. Very petty, very dumb, very childish. And if you're that seasoned of a ref and you get that bothered by it, something's, something's going on, friend. Something's going on. All right, so Jacqueline, one word to describe the entire game. How would you rate us? Head it out. Let's go. So I just – I actually kind of said tumultuous because I just I just felt like it was very up and down. Um, I don't know. We, for the most part, good, of course, like we said. But there, mm. there were very – few moments where I was like, Oh my God, what are we doing? An another shot clock violation. Like yeah. Another back door. Right. Why, why do we keep letting them creep back up? I just, so right. it's still a little tumultuous, but it's, it's still early. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying that's how it felt. Yeah. I mean, and another, another kind of kind of brings it into more perspective in the second half, they almost out, they almost, scored the same amount of points we did. Um, they scored 40 points and we scored 43. In the first half, we scored 44, 10 more points than they did, obviously, because we were up by 10 at the, end, at the end of the first half. So, I mean, you could tell just by that total that it was just, you know, it was very, very close and up and down, and it shouldn't have been that close. I mean, points in the paint, they had 30 points in the paint. I don't like that. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't like that. Uh, Jefferson, Josh Jefferson, number 11, he was three of eight with his three pointers. Um, I, I just, I didn't, they, they were making shots that honestly were, shouldn't have been made anyway. So that's definitely back and forth, but yes, better game, but definitely tumultuous in a lot of different areas. Um, so my, my word was back ish, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we were back. But not 100% back. You know, like, defense was back. Press U was back. You know, we had lots of turnovers and things like that. But there was definitely some areas that the ish part, you know what I mean? It yeah. was mm, not 100% there. Not 100%. It wasn't the perfect game whatsoever. We have a long way to go before we say that P word, perfect. Um, I don't know if we've ever said perfect. No, never. Never yeah. for me. Well, yeah, I don't think so. There's always going to be something to nitpick, to be fair, you know, and we've always said that we're going to be brutally honest and, you know, yes, th these are our team. We'll ride and die for our boys, uh, but we're going to be brutally honest. And that's just how it goes. Yeah. John, complete bullshit. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. So let's do a couple upcoming game previews about Cancun challenge. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, yes, there are games coming up on Tuesday and Wednesday. So lots of things to watch during Thanksgiving week. Uh, what time is the game on Tuesday, Jacqueline? Do we know? So Tuesday it is at 5 p.m. versus Buffalo. I think they're Ooh. probably going to be kind of difficult. Uh, Wednesday, yeah. depending on who wins, we will either play St. Louis University or Illinois State, and that time is to be announced. I don't know why or what they're waiting on to announce the time, but anyway, uh, both of those games can be watched on the CBS Sports Network. That oof, like that's such like a va like a vastly different potential matchup. Like you have, you know what I mean? Like yeah. playing Buffalo, that's going to be a difficult game. Yes, and then either we play St. Louis University or friggin' Brad Underwood. 
Well, no, I think the Illinois State or Illinois? He's just Illinois. That's Illinois State. Oh, okay. I don't okay. Yeah. Reverse, reverse, reverse. Pretty okay. positive. Okay. Uh, yeah, number 11 at the free throw line, too much. Yeah, he was lights out at the free throw line. Just absolutely ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Um, okay, so a few other things. Don't forget to celebrate our annual tradition of watching SFA upset Duke during Thanksgiving. <laughs> because yeah. that's what we do during this week is we watch the replay of SFA upsetting Duke. It's still on my recorder. I know it's on Jacqueline's recorder at her parents' house. That's what we do during Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving Day, we wake up, we get food rolling and ready to go, and then we watch the Duke game. And you can find it on YouTube also. You, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Um, I'd be remiss, and I'm sure Cat fans would be up absolutely so upset if we didn't bring up this question that he had. He says, can we get some feedback on Matt Brown reporting that the Southland Conference is targeting SFA Lamar and Tarleton for membership again? Haven't heard anything about that. Me neither. But apparently it's but been. What, but what do we know? I don't think that anyone's like reaching out to inform us of. Again, nobody nobody consults us, Jacqueline, so it was fine. I, I, I would be absolutely shocked if that was the case. And I can only imagine that Kyle Keller, Coach Carthel, all the coaches, head coaches, and Ryan Ivey would look at that invitation and say, yeah, I can't imagine that we would. I just can't imagine a world where we would say, yeah, we're going to go back to the Southland Conference. I can't either. That would be one hell of a absolute, like, brain buck. Like, what? That would I, be I would be really confused. I would be more, I would be, A, first, like, embarrassed, mortified, you know, like, because we just talked all this shit about <laughs> and now we're going back. No. So just no. If you're out there and you're listening, Ryan and crew, no. <laughs> please, please, God, no. And well, then yeah. let's explain. Because listen, yeah. if you're considering it, we are sure you have a good reason. We just don't know what it is. I would just be wild. And we're very confused and would like to know. And again, it's just a report and it's happened before where a team has gone or school has gone from one league, went to another one, and then the next season went back. I'm pretty sure Oral Roberts did it. I think so. They went, they were in the summit, came to Southland, then went back to the summit. And I think, I feel like it's happened again before. <laughs> we're with you, John. We're with you. Um, Kat, I cannot with you. Um, he also said that you guys get side eye from someone every game. That's also true. I'm sure somebody somewhere gives us side eye. If it's not an old an old fogey sitting in front of us who doesn't want us to cheer, side eye. Um, you know, mansplain gate. I will say that had the mansplain the mansplain situation has dramatically decreased since we started sitting in front of said mansplainer. It's definitely helped. Definitely helped. Yeah. Although there was a point during the game where we missed what the call was, and I almost was tempted to turn around and be like, yo, what was the call? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, cause we were confused as to why. Oh, that's right. Cause remember, uh, we were shooting, uh, the, 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 uh, technical shot, like Rati was shooting a tech and literally we looked down for two seconds, looked up and Rati was shooting a tech. And I was like, what did we miss? Why, why are we shooting a tech? And I almost turned around and asked, so why? <laughs> yeah, but you can't, you can't give an inch, um, zero there. inches. And I'm quite certain it was chitter chatter and that the white haired ref did not like that and handed out texts like Oprah handing out whatever she's handing out. Free gifts, free money, free things. Yeah. And you get a tech and you get a tech and you get a tech and you get a tech. I'm sure that's what it was. Hold on. Cat fan says McNeese says you can visit Lake Charles. Okay, so what is the update? Because I know that you got approved to join the WAC, but what's the update with McNeese? Uh, McNeese said no. Okay. They're staying in the Southland, and I don't know all the ins and outs of it. All I know is they're staying in the Southland, and basically the Southland, and for lack of a better phrase, children, please cover your ears. Basically, the Southland is like sucking their D so that they could stay. Okay. Basically well, giving McNeese anything they want so that they could uh, stay. I have to give dad that update because he was asking me. And yeah. I'll- I'm sure you could probably do a quick little. Uh, Not heard the update. Quick little search on the internet sphere and see the report as to why they said they were staying. So, yeah. Um, What did John say? Hold on. Y'all got the front row seats and love from the players. Well, not all the players because they don't like to come over and say thanks for cheering us on. We'll say we did get David and Nana. David and Nana this time. So we've had Calvin come over and we've had David and Nana. We're hoping, we're hoping because they are now coming out of the new tunnel that they'll see us in in their, you know, walk back, flagging them down. All we want to do is just give them a hug or a handshake and say good job. Oh, it's so hard. Jesus Christ. Um, okay. So a couple things, last things here. Liberty game, Kansas game. So Liberty game tickets. If you want to go to the Liberty game that is in Fort Worth at the um, Dickies Arena. Yes, yes, yes. At Dickies Arena in Fort Worth, Texas, the Basketball Hall of Fame classic. Um, our our section, our official section is, is 124. But 124 on StubHub and or Ticketmaster rather is pretty much sold out. So uh, if you want to go to the game and you want to sit near Purple, try and get your tickets near Section 124. And um, also, okay, I have a few questions on this because we, we've had lots of goings back and forth. So we'll just clear it for everybody here. Isn't Section 124 across from our bench, not behind our bench? Yeah, so the benches are on, yeah, so 124 is across from the benches. So I'm assuming that whatever bench, like the bench across from 124 is our bench. So if we want to sit behind the bench, that is probably section 106. And that's where we typically like to sit. So I'm confused why they gave us the section across from our bench instead of behind our bench. Um, Also, okay, so my other questions on that is, do we contact the SFA ticket office to buy those tickets? Um, you, you can go to the SFA ticket office website. 
Um, and then it'll say on there Hall, Basketball Hall of Fame Classic, and you click on it, and it literally links you to Ticketmaster. So you might as well just go uh, to Ticketmaster to get the tickets. question, do we have to buy a ticket for the whole entire tournament, or can we just buy a single game ticket for just our game? It's looking like whatever ticket you're purchasing on Ticketmaster is most likely for the entire game because it's a one day triple header. And so I'm pretty sure that the ticket you're purchasing is for the entire day. Uh, there is no option that I have seen on Ticketmaster um, for just a single game purchase. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously there are options on here for cheaper seats. Uh, you know, the ones that are closer to the bench are going to be more, those are right now are running about 8250 ish um, then they obviously get cheaper as you move around the different sections. Um, behind the basket is about $55. Uh, over in the corner, about $33 or $44. Up on the second, um, in the second strip, second section up, so like 200s, uh, $22 is about the average for that. So, um, there's definitely cheaper ticket options out there if you don't feel like spending $100. Because basically, once you buy the ticket and have all the damn fees and stuff, yeah. it's probably going to be about $100. Um, and again, that's, you know, they're, they're pricing it that way because you're getting tickets for three games, essentially. So, yeah. It's a bummer that they don't have single game tickets. I, I agree. I agree. I wish they did. But as far as I know, that isn't an option. So, looks like uh, we'll be. Probably going for the cheaper seats. Probably. I don't know. Because um, I really don't feel like spending $100. I really don't either, but I don't want to sit in the second tier at all. Well, we don't have to sit in the second tier. We can we can sit there. Like I said, there are options like near our bench that are like $40, $30. Um, like I mean, even, even behind the basket for $55, i would rather pay that than almost $100. Yeah, I'd rather be near the bench because I like to sit by the bench anyway. Yeah, I mean, we'll get near the bench, but it won't be behind the bench at all. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. What did John say? Got half-court tickets at Dickie's. Should have known where to buy tickets beforehand. Yeah. It's all right. Half-court tickets are good. Yeah. Enjoy those half-court tickets, friend. We will see you there, though. We will see you there. Also, that brings me up to the next thing. Uh, do plan on, if you guys are listening again now or later on when you're listening to it over on Anchor or Apple, uh, we are planning on, I say we, the Alumni Association is planning on having pregame parties um, and possibly a postgame party for the Liberty event. So please keep an eye out for that on social media and through your email. Um, we're still trying to kind of shore up the, shore up the, the actual event itself and get everything situated and, and ready to go for that. But there is going to be a pregame and most likely a postgame event that day uh, at Dickies at the near Dickies rather not at Dickies, but near Dickies. And then uh, moving on to the Kansas game, uh, same thing. You can purchase tickets through the actual Kansas website. Our, cheering section or our purple SFA section fan section is actually officially uh, 13A for the Kansas game. So if you look at the Kansas, um, let me just quickly share the screen so that you can see it visually. Uno momento, por favor. 
when you're looking at the screen, obviously our away bench is right here. So all of these are blacked out. You can't get these on um, Kansas's website. The only game, the only tickets you can get at the moment are these tickets and then these tickets over here. Um, but our official section is 13A. So if you want to get tickets for 13A, you would have to go to StubHub. If you go to StubHub, you can easily go and find tickets that way. And I will show you again, if you're not watching, you can't see this, but you can actually hear me. Um, our, again, the benches are on this side. And so if you want to sit behind the bench, you would want to get tickets in 16, 15, 14. And then here's our section over here, 13A. Um, and Jacqueline and I haven't necessarily decided where we are getting our tickets yet. Chances are it'll be either like in 15, 14, just depends on how much we're willing to spend because R is out of the question. There's nothing even available for R. Um, and so, yeah, those are your options really if you want to sit on the away side with us. Yeah, and re really the... Uh, distinction between the two is pay a little more for section 15 and be closer to the section behind the bench mm -hmm. or save a little money and sit in 13A, but sit with more SFA fans. Right. Exactly. Cause, exactly. Cause that's where pretty much the tickets that SFA athletic office or ticket office is getting is for 13A. And so if you want to sit with all the purple, all the people that are getting tickets through the ticket office at SFA, it's going to be 13A. So, you know, and, and honestly, let's just be real. Just like with, with Cameron indoor um, Allen Fieldhouse, there is not a bad seat in the place. Like if you can look at it that, I mean, here's here, it's not big, it's not huge, you know, so there's really not a bad seat in the house. You'll pretty much feel like you're near the bench anyway. Um, and these don't necessarily look like, you know, these all look like leisure seating. So, yeah. You know, it's just, this is the last thing I'll say. It, it doesn't matter, whatever. Everybody can do their own thing. But it's a little mind-blowing to me that Duke gave us pretty much an entire section right behind our bench. And then these other schools want to be. Because, like, remember the mm -hmm. uh, season that we beat Duke, we went and played Arkansas State. Mm-hmm. And they, the section they gave us for our tickets was literally like the most uppermost corner section. And I'm mm -hmm. just like, who do you think you are? Like, we just wouldn't play Duke. And they gave us literally the section behind our bench. Like, mm -hmm. I get you. I just don't get it. Oh, John got random tickets for Kansas. Damn, on the opposite side. <laughs> But listen, you're in the house. That's you're the in there. That's all that matters. As long as you're there, I'm glad you're going, John. We will see you yeah. there. And again, that brings me to the pregame party for that. Um, again, we are planning on having a pregame party. I say we as an alumni association plan on having a pregame party for the Kansas like we did for Duke. So please pay attention to social media. Pay, pay attention to emails. We'll announce it. Uh, we'll share it. All the information on our um, on our social medias as well. So we are planning on having, if you're planning on going to both of those games, Liberty in Fort Worth and Kansas in Lawrence, just be know that we are going to do some pregame things before each game. So be ready for that. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. Are you excited? I'm very excited. December is going to be a fun month. 
it's going to be a fun month. A lot of things going on, a lot of road trips going on, um, a lot of money being spent. And it's just, yeah. But uh, you know what else I'm excited for? I'm excited for the holiday season and I'm really excited for everybody to hopefully get on my plate. Um, don't forget SFA makes great money on every type of SFA plate purchased, even the one year background only, which is only $50. Once you own an SFA plate and keep it, when you renew it, SFA athletics gets 95% of that fee. So if you purchase a five year plate, SFA gets nearly $400. So if every single person that has a five year, my plate plan, they renew it. SFA athletics gets 400 bucks. So it's an easy way to support your your team. It's another way to, again, it's just like joining the Purple Lights Fund or, or, or buying season tickets. It's just another way to help them out and support your favorite Lumberjack teams from basketball to football to soccer to tennis to bowling and everywhere in between. Um, if you don't feel like paying it all right away, don't worry about it because they have a layaway option. You know, can't afford all of it at once. You're like, mm, that's a little bit steep for me. Don't worry. You can just lay it away over a couple month period, pay it off, and boom, once you're paying it off, the plates, they're yours. Um, so again, don't forget, if you want to order these, go to www.myplates.com slash lumberjacks, and you can even get up to a $50 rebate. Only takes a few minutes. Super simple. Great, great gift idea for the holidays. So if you're thinking, like, what can I get my lumberjack? Uh, you know, wife, brother, sister, daughter, son, whoever it may be, something for Christmas. You have no ideas. And my plate. They're they're awesome and they're fun. And like we said, another way to support as of athletics. Yeah, and it's super simple too. And we love ours. We can't again uh, can't say enough about. There's something on my computer. I don't know. I'm just trying to there you go. Okay, I got distracted. Um, can't say enough about it. And so excited, excited. So uh, we are so ready for these games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Hope you guys are too. Don't forget, you can tune in and watch those games on CBS Sports Network. Uh, so you don't have to go on to ESPN Plus or anything, just CBS Sports Network. And uh, we are ready. We're ready for some basketball. We're ready for Thanksgiving. We're ready for. Um, to watch our rewatch of Duke game. Excited for that, our Thanksgiving tradition. And uh, if you're not following us on all the social media, make sure that you're following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all of the things. And, uh, man, we're ready. We're ready to get this season rolling even more, get into it. Hopefully it just takes off. I'm excited. I'm always excited for new seasons. I'm always excited for what, what the possibilities are. We are too. And we went long on y'all today, an hour and a half. Yeah. Sorry. Had a lot to talk about. Had a lot to talk about, but anyway, so don't forget support SFA, get my plates, season tickets, drink Fredonia beer, purple lights. And as always, like some jacks. Without some jacks. Bye guys. Happy Thanksgiving.